football show i am your host tobias brown and folks we got another interview you guys ask for them we deliver them i got another guest with us today without further ado i'm just gonna let my guest get into it because i mean this is another great one today guys hey but guys how y'all doing my name is uh bailey blanchard a small town kid from center alabama i uh, went to piedmont high school three sport athlete there uh and then i pursued a uh, college career at west alabama Thought it was a, a good place for me, a good fit, and uh, had a pretty good pretty good career there. And now I'm looking, you know, to, to further my career farther. So, Bailey, I got to stop you there because it wasn't just a pretty good career. For, folks, if you don't know where West Alabama is or you're not familiar with the program, they're a pretty decent D2 program. I mean, they only play in the same conference as a school called Valdosta State. I don't know if, if – folks, if you don't know who that is, they, they, they're a really good D2 school. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you your school has produced names. I mean, most notably Tyree Kill, Malcolm Butler, Seth Roberts at the wide receiver position. He's played with the Raiders. Uh, D Virgin's a corner who's bounced around the league. I mean, yet with all those names, you're number two all time on the receiving list. I mean, so let's not sell you too short. I want to ask, you know, to start this, you know, obviously you played at West Alabama. Mm. We talked about the talent that's there. Who are some guys, though, that we don't know about from West Alabama that we, we, we've we at least got to go check their film out? Oh, man, we've got a lot of guys. Uh, you know, Chris Terrell, he was a defensive end that came in from uh, Central Arkansas. Great attitude. Uh, he really gets after it every day. I think he made our, our O-line guys better every day. Uh, to me, one of the most dominant players in the league on the defensive side of the ball. Also, Andreas Lilly, he's playing a little arena ball right now. He's our other DN. He's a really quick guy. Uh, great motor, great attitude. Uh, I mean, we've got we've got a, a lot. Tyreek Martin, he played on the other side of me at receiver. Uh, he's go get it. And then, uh, you know, Sedevin Gray, uh, got to do pro day with him. He's a cornerback. He's, you know, he's a little underrated, but he, I'd say he's one of the best cornerbacks in D2 for sure. And that's, you know, I want to start with, the Alabama football specifically playing high school ball in Alabama. We mm -hmm. hear about it. We you know us being from the Midwest, you know, we hear about, you know, obviously Ohio football. We've got the hall of fame up here. We think we have great football. Can you talk about though? What is football like in the South? Oh man. It's, it's like religion down here. Uh, you know, Alabama and Auburn, that's the biggest, that's as big as it gets. And uh, uh, we take it serious in high school as well. We always have arguments in the locker room. You know, we have a lot of Mississippi guys on our team. They think they're better than Alabama guys. But we, we already know the answer to that one is Alabama. Uh, so, you know, it's it, it's fun. It's, uh, like I said, high school ball. Playing – when I played at Piedmont, man, there was no better feeling than running out to, you know, on that uh, – the field, getting to play. I got to play for my dad. He was a coach there. Uh, and it's just – I don't know, it just runs towns like – it. Towns thrive through uh, high school football. And is that, I mean, I'm assuming being, you know, getting to play for your dad, being from the South, you just kind of grew up with the football in your hands. Oh, no doubt. Uh, I think my parents said the first word I ever said was ball. So <laughs> my mom or dad or anything like that, it was ball. So uh, if it wasn't, you know, me and my cousin, my older cousin, he's a few years older than me, I would go play 
you know, pick up basketball with him. And I'm 12 years old and he's a senior in high school. And those guys let me step out on the court with them. And that's just how I got better. And, you know, playing against my dad and, and stuff like that, it was either, you know, we were out in the yard playing wiffle ball or basketball or throwing the football. So, I mean, it's always, always doing something, especially in a small town where I'm from. Uh, you get to grow up with those guys and you play your whole life with them, peewee ball. And that's, that's, that's really all we know is playing for that guy, you know, and going to battle for him. You know, I watched a lot of your film, you know, like I said, second all-time leading receiver at West Alabama, but you do it in a variety of ways. You know, I told you when we were talking before we started the show, you remind me a lot of a New England Patriot, whether it's a Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman. We all, I mean, we all want to be, I'm the same size as Julian Edelman. <laughs> um, I've eaten a little more than he has, but you know, I, I, I've got to ask, because watching you play, you're not just a slot receiver. You mm-hmm. do if there was one pro comparison I could make, you remind me of a Hunter Renfro. You yeah. take, you know, you'll run the slot. You have no problem doing the jet sweep. But I think the thing that stuck out the most is you just catch the football. Can yeah. you speak to what went into you developing your craft as a wide receiver? What do you do to continue to sharpen those tools? Oh, man, I like I, I played the outside receiver uh, in high school. And then, you know, I actually started on the defensive side of the ball. And then I, I my senior year, I played receiver, uh, really liked catching touchdowns. I was more of a baseball guy, but I like catching touchdowns more than getting base hits because I didn't really hit it out of the park. So, uh, you know, going into college, I started off at outside receiver. And, then, uh, you know, I put a little bit of weight on it and then moved inside. And I, I can't tell you which one I like better. I just like catching, catching, catching the ball, getting first downs and touchdowns and helping my team. And. And a lot me knowing what I'm good at, I knew that, you know, I would go to my freshman year. I never wore gloves at practice and the guys would make fun of me in college because I would never wear gloves. But I would go out there with just my bare hands just to prove to them that I had the best hands. And uh, I kind of just took pride in that because, you know, I wasn't the fastest out there. And I knew that, you know, I'm going to play to my strengths and that's route running and catching the football. And I think that's kind of overlooked today. you know, with the, with the combines and stuff, but you want that re- one reliable guy on your team that's going to get you that first down and touchdown. And that's kind of what I prided myself on. Like you said, you know, being a Hunter Renfro type guy, I always called myself an Adam Thielen type guy when I was on the outside. And then, you know, a Julian Edelman guy, that's those, those are, you know, now Cooper cup and, you know, there's so many good receivers. Devontae Adams is one that I always watch, you know, route running and body control. So that's just how I perfect my craft like that. And that's, you know, one thing I noticed is contested catches. You know, mm. you are – you're kind of a magician with it. I mean, it, <laughs> you can contort your body. It, if it gets thrown in the area, chances are you're coming down with it. I will, You know, looking at your scouting combine, there was a write-up, and it said something along the lines of the best hands at the combine. Um, can you speak to how, how did you – you know, how do you get to the point where – if it's in the air, it's you're coming down with it. Oh, that's that that came through, you know, just in high school. That's just instilled, you know, to win. And that's what Coach Smith and and my dad, James Blanchard at Piedmont High School, instilled in us is you win at all costs. You go get that ball. And then it carried over into college and our receiver coach, Coach Lamont Seward. I mean, he was an incredible receiver at Western Carolina. He broke records there and he told us, he said, it's not a 50-50 ball, it's a hundred ball. And that's your ball. So uh, you know, we kind of took that and 
and made that our motto as playmakers. And uh, a lot of times our, my quarterbacks would, would throw back shoulders when I would actually get over the top just because we perfected that, that ball so much. You know, I've had great quarterbacks and Harry Satterwhite, Gabe Tiller, uh, Jacob Murphy and Jack McDaniels, uh, you know, Gavin Griffin. And, and they, I'll come tell them, I'm like, hey, I got over the top. And they'd be like, but you're so good at the back shoulder ball, you know, the contested catches. And so, uh, you know, I just really prided myself in that and, and saying, you know, even if they're on me, I'm still open. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for you and fight for the team to get that ball. And so, you know, we looked at your scouting combine numbers. Everything, I mean, I don't care that it was D2 level that you were playing against. The scouting combine numbers show the athleticism and the talents there. I believe it was 13 reps on the bench press. Yeah. Um, I believe it was about a 479. You know, I, I, I researched a little bit receivers that ran similar 40 times that are now in the NFL and guys who ran 455 or slower were guys like Jarvis Landry or a Keenan Allen or a, you know, guys that when I watch you, I see a lot of that where it's, Hey, you know what? I may not torch you, but that ball's mine. And when it is mine, you're going to have a hard time bringing me down. Can you talk about when you are watching film, what is it that you look to see and what areas are you looking to improve and grow on? No doubt. Uh, just, you know, like I said, my main thing was always being reliable. I think that that, like I said, that's probably really overlooked in, in today, but being reliable like those guys uh, and always making a catch for your team. And so, like, when I when I watch film, what I always study is, far, you know, first, obviously, you're going to go over the the defense, you know, the corners, your safeties, who you're, you know, the coverages they're in. But then I like to see if they're, you know, press man, how they are, their physical, their shadow technique, uh, you know, if they're squat safeties or they're trying to get out of there in certain coverages, uh, if they're really aggressive safeties and we can take advantage of that. Uh, you know, we did a lot. I try to pride myself on blocking too. And Coach Felis, our receiver coach this, you know, past year, he really got on to us about blocking and making that extra block. So if a safety was coming down hard, we would study film and, you know, we'd go crack him and get a two for one or, or anything like that. And just those little details like that, when, you know, if, if the DV is trying to play up through the ball most of the time, or if he's turning his head for picks, you know, just how, how that plays into how you need to, you know, adjust your body and catch the ball. And I want to get into, obviously, like you talked about at the beginning, your career is not over. It's only begun at this point. Um, can you speak to since the combine, some opportunities you've had and some opportunities you're still looking to chase after? Oh, yes. Uh, so I signed with Front Row Sports uh, Agency. Uh, Jesse Henniger, he's an outstanding guy. He, you know, he really works really hard, but he cares about you as a person as well and uh, not just the player aspect. And, uh, you know, he got me to go up there to the, to the combine and had a really good showing with route running and, and bench reps and all other kind of things. And then uh, got into a UAB pro day, Coach Gilliland, who does a fantastic job at West Alabama. He, you know, he got us in there, got us a pro day. So I got to showcase some of that. Uh, ended up getting a call from USFL, uh, signed a draft contract. Unfortunately, didn't get drafted, but uh, kind of on a, on a, you know, a leash right now with a, uh, it's technically a hot seat. You know, if anything happens, uh, I could potentially be in there. So I'm just trying to stay ready. And then, you know, as well, we're getting ready for the NFL draft and, and CFL things. So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, I look at it as trying to stay positive throughout everything. You know, it's uh, every day. There's significance in every day. So go after it like that. And that's, I mean, 
you talked about staying ready. What do you do personally to stay ready for if it's the USFL, if it's, you know, the NFL, what are you doing to stay ready for that call? Well, like I said, small town Alabama, uh, there's people that want to help you out there. And uh, they, there's people that want to see you successful. And, and those people are, you know, Coach Smith at, at Piedmont High School, my dad, you know, he's 50 something years old, still, still trying to get in here and work out with me, showing me that he can still do it. Uh, and, you know, uh, I got a lot of great family support and we got a gym in Piedmont that got, he played at Piedmont. Uh, his name's Derek Freeman. He hit us up, hit me up the other day and said, I know you're still chasing your dreams. If you want to come work out, I'd love to, you know, help you with that. So I've been training with him and, uh, I go to the high school when I can and just trying to find time to do that while working. And, uh, you know, like I said, you got to love a small town that supports you through that. And that's, I think what's so great about it is, it is just it, – it feels like your town is rooting for you and living their dream through you. Um, you know, I want to transition a little bit. You played D2. On this show, we love D2 and we love D3. We love the small school. No um, doubt. We want to educate people on this show about the different levels. It's not just, oh, you got to play at Bama. you got to play at Auburn. Can you talk about some common misconceptions about the D2 game and maybe educate us a little bit on why – D2 is just as good as D1. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Gulf South Conference, for sure. Uh, I've played in that the whole time, and there's been so many great guys that I've played against, uh, and even in the SAC Conference. You know, one of the best guys I've played against is playing with the Patriots right now. And, you know, he, he was a safety, Kyle Duggar. He's just an outstanding athlete. And, you know, playing against people like going against every day that got me better is guys like D. Virgin. Went against him my freshman year on scout team, you know. And that made me better. Uh, D2 is, if, you know, if you can play, they'll find you. And, it, you know, you doing this and y'all, you guys doing this is, is, is great because that helps us get, a, get out there. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been D1 guys that line up against me and, you know, they think, oh, this guy, he plays D2. And then, you know, we end up torching them. You know, me and Tyreek and Christian Salisbury, Deion Hill, all those guys at receiver that we've had. And we're like, we don't care if you came from D1. You know, we feel like we can play with you. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been a lot of times like that where they've come down from D1 thinking they're going to take over, and that's not the case. So, And that's, you know, one thing we've noticed, D2, D3, you know, you look at the NFL, you know, and I try to educate people on this, from 2017 to 2020. So just in that four-season span, 210 guys played in the NFL and were either from a D2 or a D3 school. So – it does not matter where you played college ball at. It matters mm-hmm. what you do when you get the call. I want to ask you a little bit about the coaching that you've gotten. Obviously, to get to this standpoint, you talked about the high school coaching. You've talked about your dad. Can you mm-hmm. educate us on some of the college coaches you've had and help teach kids that, you know, you can still get that big-time coaching from a small school as well? Yeah, no doubt. Like I said, one of the one of the best coaches in my career has been Lamont Seward, a receiver coach most of my time there. Uh, he, you know, that's that's family to me. And he is one of, like detail wise, he's one of the most detail oriented guys. And he taught me so much about how, you know, route running, getting off, you know, reroutes, everything, like stuff that I, you know, I didn't know until I got to the college level. And like I said, you know, the D1, D1 guys would line up on me and I'd be able to get open because he taught me how to do it. You know, uh, it's about technique, 
you know, and, and just that will and, and drive and heart that a lot of people, like I say, overlook, but he is one of the most detail oriented coaches, great coach. He's up at Tennessee tech. Now, uh, coach Carmen Felis, he was our, my coach this year. One of the, you know, just, uh, he really knows his stuff. Uh, and then, you know, coach, uh, Panilla defensive line coach, you know, he, I learned a lot from him and, and just also, I think coaching is not just as much about X and O's. It's about player relationships. And those guys were great at player relationships. And they helped you. They, they stayed on you about grades. They stayed on you about, you know, going to class and just doing little things right so that when you do end football one day, you know, you're a great husband. You, you know, you're a great father. And, you know, that, that means more to me. But also I learned so much from them X and O-wise. And I want to get into those X's and O's a little bit because on this show we like to educate people. And a lot of us just, we didn't have the talent. You know, I personally, I tell people I was going to be a D one left tackle. The height, I have the weight, the weight is down. If you need the 300 pounds, I'm there. Five ten just isn't getting it done anymore, but I want to get into X's and O's. You played the outside, you played mm. the slot. Can you talk about the differences from a receiver standpoint? Obviously routes are going to be different, but can you get into some of the nuanced differences there? Uh, I, I personally, me, I like the outside. Like I said, back shoulder ball was my, my thing, uh, it's definitely different because, you know, you're working off of different guys. You're work now you're in the slot, you're working off a linebacker and a safety, uh, as opposed to outside a corner, you know, a lot of people in the Gulf South conference like to play man. So it's just, Hey, you just got to be better than that guy in front of you. And, you know, opposed to in the slot where you got a guy in front of you, but you also have safety help. So you got to adjust your body and make sure you can, you know, stem inside of, of the, the safety and then get away from the other safety or, you know, the, the nickel and, you know, outside, you know, you're running, if I'm running to go, I'm just running to go. <laughs> I just got to beat that one guy, but also you got to learn how to set that one guy up for a slant that may be playing hard inside or, you know, playing bell technique. You got to figure out how to, how to do that. And, like you said, that comes with studying film and knowing your opponent and then also just getting a feel for the game as it goes. And I've got to ask, I was looking at you guys' schedule and some scores. Is this a typo? Did you win a game 80 to zero this past season? <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we did do that. So I, what, what is that? I mean, I've been on the receiving end of those. Can you, can you <laughs> allow, can you educate us? What was that like? Uh, we were just clicking. Uh, it was a good night. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, scoring touchdowns is fun. So, uh, yeah, it was it was different for sure because you know we're used to tight ball games with people, great opponents like Valdosta State and Delta State, West Florida, you know West Georgia, is the whole Gulf South Conference really. Uh, Mississippi College, Shorter, North Greenville. There, there. I mean, you don't really get a break in that conference. So uh, you know you're going back to back with like people like Valdosta and West Florida. That's tough. So, eighty to nothing. I mean, I yeah, just, that was a that was a good relief game right there, just to to do that and get clicking on some things. And I want to, you know, switch gears a little bit. Like you said, you're you're, you're continuing the pro career. It's there's opportunities knocking. I want to talk about what you bring to the table that's different. You know, we've compared you to some receivers, but what do you do that separates you from maybe some other guys that are available? I think it's just my my attitude really going into to things. You know, 
like I said, positive attitude and, and knowing that, you know, each day is not gifted, you know, it's an opportunity that God gives us. And I, you know, I look at it like that and we get to play football. Uh, you know, there's most days I'll go into the field singing. It's a great day to be alive, you know, uh, just, you know, to try to hype myself up, you know, practice isn't always the most fun thing, but at least we're getting to play football and, uh, you know, just things like that. And I'm really, like I said, I'm, I'm real detail oriented. Coach uh, Seward really instilled that in me when I got there to, to look at the details and, and find out, you know, how I can, how I can get open and, and how I can encourage my teammates to, to do this and that. So uh, really just trying to be a leader uh, more so just a football player. You know, I want to, yeah, I don't, I don't want to ask guys to do something that they know I wouldn't do, you know? So that's, that's really the biggest thing. And, I, you know, watching your film, and we've talked about it, the back shoulder ball, the contested catch, the sure hands, it's all right there. We all see it. Mm -hmm. But what are the behind-the-scenes stuff? You talked about being a leader. You talked about being a positive influence. What are the behind-the-scenes stuff that you can't see on the tape that you'd want to tell scouts that you you possess? Uh, Just being coachable, too. Uh, that's the biggest thing. That's what my dad has always taught me since I played t-ball is you, you better be coachable. Uh, and, you know, growing up in a, in a coaching family my whole life, I've seen that, and I know how to respond to coaches. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of kids nowadays, they, they try to get attitudes with coaches. They don't understand. They're trying to make you better. It's, not a, it's nothing to do, you know, with a grudge or anything. You know, Dad always said, uh, if I'm not talking to you, then something's probably wrong. If I'm getting on to you, then I'm coaching, you know, that you're, I believe that you can be good. And I've always taken that to heart. And I've always wanted coaches to coach me hard because he did that at a young age. So just being coachable is something I don't think that that they get to see firsthand, you know, because that's in the film room. That's in, you know, simple things like going to class and, and doing what you're supposed to do, being a good citizen out in the world uh, and stuff like that. And then, you know, just working hard every day. There were days that me and my, my buddy Jamoris McMillan, when we were redshirted, we would go out there at night and, you know, the soccer teams would be out there practicing and we would be out there throwing, you know, routes to each other. And we, we would wait until they would turn off the lights before we get off the field or they'd have to ask us to get off the field. And that's just something that I've always, you know, working hard, you get what you get if you do that. And I want, I want to, I've got three more questions for you. We thank you for coming on. I want to okay. ask, this is your, this is your pitch. Okay. If you can tell any NFL, USFL, XFL, it doesn't matter. If they take a shot on Bailey Blanchard, what are they getting? Uh, well, you're probably going to get a good fan base because <laughs> Piedmont, Piedmont travels well. They're used to traveling to big stadiums. They played in a few state championships. So uh, the town would travel pretty good to watch one of their own uh, and then, you know, surrounding areas. But also just – the, the big picture is is a leader who will come in and do what he's asked uh, asked to do, you know, whether it's playing outside or playing inside. If it's, you know, uh, just playing special teams even. It's somebody that will come in there and they'll work hard and they'll be glad just to get to play football because that's what they love. And a coachable kid that, uh, you know, works hard for everything he's ever ever got and ever earned. And, uh, like, you know, like you said, a sure-handed receiver – that's going to get you first downs and get you touchdowns, which is, you know, the most important thing on offense. So um, just something like that. And like I said, a leader uh, on and off the field. And I want to, I want to transition to, we always end our shows with advice to high school kids. I got two questions on it. First, I want you to talk to that high school kid who 
is coming out and didn't get the offers he wanted. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he's only got a D3 or an NAIA school looking at him. Can, can you talk about what advice you would give to that kid? I like that question because that's almost like I'm talking to myself because I was one of those guys. And, uh, you know, I was disappointed. You know, at Jacksonville State's where I really wanted to go. It's close to home. My whole family went there. And, and I never got – they never pulled the trigger really on that. So I was pretty down about that. But then I realized, you know, there's a purpose for your life regardless. And, you know, there's a, it's, God's got a good plan for you. And going down there was one of the best things that, that could have happened to me. And uh, what I would tell, you know, these high school guys coming now, I got a few guys going to Delta State and Davidson from Piedmont, and I got to t- help them through the recruiting process and tell them, like, you know, keep your head up if you're not getting what you want because – there is a purpose and somebody's going to see that you're your talent and they're going to use that. And, you know, wherever you go, football is football and you just got to go play and show out. And, you know, the biggest thing is stay on your schoolwork. You know, you can't start off as a freshman year slacking on your schoolwork and then expect senior year when you have a 1.4 GPA to be like, Oh yeah, that D one school is going to recruit me or that, you know, you stay on top of your schoolwork. You know, the teachers are there to help you. Coaches are there to help you. They want to see you succeed and uh, just go at everything with a positive attitude and everything's going to work out. And I want to I want to have you give advice and follow up advice to that high school kid. Football's over now. Their career is over. What do you tell that high schooler advice for life after football? Uh, use what you learned in football, because football is one of the biggest tools in life to me, because it teaches you so many things, you know working for other people, which, you know, probably lacks in today's world, but, you know, just, just looking out for other people and, you know, the golden rule of, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated and, you know, just work hard at whatever you do because you go into that, that trade job or the, you know, your teaching job or whatever profession you go into, you give it a hundred percent and leave it all out there because, you know, you could change somebody's lives or, or, you know, it can help you. And, uh, and then, like, once you get a family, you got to provide, you got to think about not just yourself, you got to think about your family. And so, just, uh, you know, do the right things, do what football taught you, really. It's more than a game, honestly. It really is. And, Bailey, I, I want to expand on, you know, you touched on what a team would get if they took a shot on you. They're just mm-hmm. going to get a quality human being. I think talking to you, I mean, just a stand up dude, I think we all root for you. Bailey, I want to give you I want to give you the mic to close. It's your floor. Any last words before we close? Because I I just I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't let you close it. Man, I appreciate that. That means a lot. Uh, definitely would mean a lot to my parents as well. Uh, they've done a great job of, of raising me, and and you know I, I appreciate them. I want to take this time to just appreciate them and everybody who's ever supported me through this. Uh, you know it football's hard like going through it's hard college there's times my freshman year I, w- I didn't want to be there uh 6 a.m workouts people don't understand how hard it really is sometimes and it's for those those small texts that people think oh I'm probably getting on their nerves or you know that probably won't mean anything to them it really does mean a lot you know when somebody's supporting you like that and you know I just want to say a, a big thank you to my whole family you know my fiance now and, and just for supporting me through everything and and like I said I I just got done reading Tim Tebow's book. Uh, you know, I, I I was a Tebow fan. I had the, the Tebow poster, everything when he was playing. And, you know, he, he in his book, he says, you know, there's significance in every day. So 
you know, you never know whose life you could change just, you know, by being kind to them or, or uh, supporting them. So. And Bailey, we want to thank you for coming on folks. That is West Alabama wide receiver, Bailey Blanchard, future star pro football player, future, just great human being. Bailey, we thank you for coming on folks. Like I always tell you guys rate, subscribe and review to the podcast. That's all we've got for you guys this time, but until next time, We'll see you later. Have a good one. Thank you.